We didn't have any voicemails. I checked. We're live. Shut up. <laughs> You're ruining the show. <laughs> Welcome to your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. Cool dude. Great dude. I appreciate awesome. it, man. You can be mean. You buy the shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. I should have said nothing and let you reveal all the secrets, <laughs> behind the scenes, everything uh, revealed. But, um, but I Oops. stopped you. Sorry, yeah. guys. This is why I say, people don't know, before we go live, um, when we have a guest, I say, the rule is shut up until I talk to you. That's yeah, but why... normally you're like, we're going live. And this time I was like, I'm <laughs> opening the video share. We have no voicemails. You didn't say anything. And so I was like, yeah. oh, I guess we aren't live. Not well, good thing you didn't um, You didn't say anything embarrassing to, to the world. Uh, that could have been so much worse. Any, anyhow, <laughs> uh, it is Wednesday night. Apology for last week. Uh, we had to take a week off due to some, uh, just some issues. Couldn't make the show happen, but we are back and um, we'll, t- we'll take your calls tonight. Most people are familiar with how the rules work around here. If you're not, there is a link in the description of the stream there that'll put you in a Discord server. And uh, you can, w- once you're in that Discord server in the waiting room, put your name in the roll call. The roll call is how we know who was here first. Uh, and we go on a first come first serve basis, but patrons get preference. Uh, if you are a patron and you're not marked orange in the server, get in touch with one of the admins or get in touch with me and we will get you marked. And if you do want to contribute to the show, but you can't make it live and you'd like to submit a question or whatever, uh, we will take them by, uh, by email, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. By tweet, we do have one uh, tweet question that I saved for you specifically tonight. And uh, it was sent to me, even though it's for you. I, whatever. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, and um, we also take uh, voicemails. So if, you, if you'd prefer to leave us uh, like a, a minute or less message, upload it to YouTube Unlisted, send us the link. I will play the audio on the show and we will respond to it. Other than that, uh, good to go. Oh, as always, try to be respectful of um, other people trying to get into the, the show. We do the best in terms of uh, best we can in terms of moving people along. But if you can help us out by being as succinct as possible with your thoughts, that is greatly appreciated and it is appreciated by your fellow callers, all your friends. So let's get uh, let's get right into it. We got a bunch of people right on top of it on the roll call. You know who's on top of it? We haven't spoke to him for a couple weeks, actually. We're not even in the live room. Hop in the live room. Oh, whoops. Now we're in. But uh, Steven is up. We haven't spoken to Steven for a couple weeks. But you're good to go, Steven. Hey, I don't really have any questions prepared. I just wanted to let y'all know my favorite artist saw my work y'all did. I mean, I did of y'all. Hmm. Can Lon hear me? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Sweet. I hear so, her too. Yay. Yay. Great success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the first one. And my phone, my, my tablet's acting weird. But anyway, um, yeah, I was actually in Biggest Mikey's area a few weeks ago. And uh, I thought about trying to hit him up, but I was so damn busy all three days. Um, I didn't want to do anything afterwards. But yeah, I was at a comic book convention. And I was helping hmm. my favorite artist. Who's your favorite artist? I don't want to say his name because I was lucky enough to, whenever nobody else was around, I'd ask, talk to him a little bit about politics, which is 
very taboo and a lot of people in that industry are um you know they're notoriously liberal hmm. yeah i don't i, I don't so. want to say his name because um i like all i can say is he's not a big time left winger but he he is a big name in in comics and advertising and he works for even companies like disney hmm. very cool um but yeah, I, uh, it, it would be cool to, I'd like to hang out with Mikey someday. Biggest Mikey podcast, a new episode was posted the day. I was just listening to that earlier today. So, uh, most, most of our people know about Mikey. Uh, if you do, uh, listen to his show or you're in touch with Mikey, give him a greeting from us. Hopefully we'll have him back uh, sometime soon. But, um, anyway, so, so you went to this comic book convention. You got to, was this the first time you met this artist? Or is oh, this no. someone you've met before since 2010, but I've been oh, a cool. fan of his since, since high school. And that was like back in 2003. Hmm. And this, um, so where are can you at least say like the convention or where in Texas this took place or does it have to be double, triple extra secret? <laughs> no, it was at the Dallas comic con. There's ah. like 50, we have to, we have to compete with 50 other artists and what's the general public doesn't know about art in general so they don't know who the whenever you see people the artists at the booths you don't know who um who is doing it as a side gig and you don't know who the professionals are like the ones that actually work for for you know marvel or dc or disney but my guy does and uh, i've actually helped at his shows without him there a few times and uh, one of the one of our other friends that was officially running the booth told me stuff like I shouldn't say that, you know, this guy's the best artist there is. But even though I tell him I say that, he goes, that's funny shit. You should keep doing it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, anything else on your mind? Yeah. Um, Blonde, haven't you been to a Comic Con or one or two or more? Nope, I haven't. Oh, I've been I, to I a few Star Trek conventions, though. What the hell? Why? Because I, I love Star Trek The Next Generation more than anything on the Earth. <laughs> Since when? Since <laughs> always. Did you not know this? No. This oh, seems yeah. wildly out of character. I've been to multiple conventions in 2015. I met, like, who did I meet? Marina Sirtis, but that was the second time I've met her. And then I met um, Michael Dorn, who plays Worf. He's a Klingon. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, Never I don't. <laughs> How did, what? I know How did who you she's talking the, about. I I actually volunteered on the hospitality team where we actually had to as we got to assist some of the actors and Marina Sirtis was one of them. We had to cater to her demands behind the scenes. Oh, she's was she nice to you? She was nice to me when I met her. Oh well, most of the time the actors are nice to the fans if they're you know if they're paying money or or yeah. you know for their autograph or their photo ops. Most of the time they most of the time they are. I've heard bad stories about William Shatner. My artist friend has a um, oh man, I can't remember his. He had a bad story about George Takei, but um, actually yeah, um, but the ask, original series is for douchebags. I, I don't know. Sh I'm a I'm a nerd and all, but I don't know shit about Star Trek except for I know who some of the people are like Marina and uh, I've seen Jerry Ryan from a distance, but I've never met her. Okay. Well, this so, is like talking about snowboarding to Matt. Yeah, I was so gonna say <laughs> this is like when people call in and want to talk sports or whatever. Now I know how it feels. This is the this is the opposite effect for me. Star Trek and Star Trek elitism, no less. My God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. 
Cool. Well, we'll have to, we'll perhaps to get another caller in, but, um, and any, one day, Stephen, I will tell you the story about how Marina Sirtis told me that I was very skinny and it made my life. It was like the best day ever. <laughs> There's a story for next time. <laughs> yeah. in. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> have a night. Mm-hmm. That was unexpected. Uh, <laughs> That was a twist. Kangaroo Bioha- Biohazard, our uh, our friend from down under. Just explained it. An hey, objective measure the... of an objective and measure of time practicing techniques, you, not two you, years to, to put a bunch of splotches hey, on a can- kangaroo. You're lying. Two you're years lying. to learn how to kangaroo. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, art dudes. What do you? Uh, we were talking you, about like we were talking about like you know there's modern art and then there's modern art. <laughs> oh. And trying, trying to, trying to discern the difference, like where, where you kind of like draw the line between them. Blonde, I kind of agree with you. There's like, there's a certain objective measure of I have spent X amount of hours practicing this technique. Yeah, ten thousand hours, I think. Is right. The... <laughs> so like, so like, even in modern art, if I can, if I can aesthetically see a technique has been used here, and I can see a certain level of objective professionalism, then the subjective modern stuff is fine too but when you've yeah, got yeah yeah that's how i feel about picasso because he really mastered realism first and so i don't care so much about his yeah. cubism which is garbage but yeah and then, was this and your then question you've like, you've, no 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 okay sorry no no yeah, how did this sorry. how do i have uh, no idea what anyone's talking about on my own show how did this happen <laughs> look how left out he feels oh yeah this is all right whatever that's fine. okay so um so I just want I just want to preface this by saying I'm not trying to catch you guys in a gotcha moment. Uh-oh. And if you think that I'm being intellectually fallacious, point it out. It's fine. We have a dump button um, and we'll use it. Oh, that's, that's not. Um, <laughs> guys, don't tell people that. You guys, you guys have said before um, that you don't think that um, hate crimes should be considered hate crimes, right? Like you think that a crime is a crime, and it shouldn't matter whether someone does it to someone else because they're gay or. I don't think there should be a legal distinction. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so follow me on this because I've been, I, I've been kind of ever, ever since you guys first brought it up, I've been kind of like um, thinking about it. Um, do you think that there should be a distinction between a premeditated and non-premeditated crime? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I, I can kind of, pre- I can predict where you're going, but. And yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and would you consider someone specifically seeking someone out? Maybe not necessarily like someone as, as, a, as an individual person, but specifically going out looking to say, beat up a black person, beat up a gay person, blah, 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 blah. Would you consider that a degree of premeditation? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, would I, you I can, can, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying should a hate crime be a thing per se, but do you think that, really kind of like overt hate crimey elements should be applicable as evidence for proving premeditation in a crime. Yeah. I would say definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I this is, this is an, definitely an area outside my expertise, but do I, all I, all I can say is, do I think that premeditation is a distinction that matters in terms of the severity of the crime and the punishment that should go with it? For sure. Do I make a distinction between, was the premeditation related to the race of the person or just because you had a bad breakup or something else? I don't care about that distinction, but I do care about the distinction between planning something in advance and having it be an accident. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But like, but like in, in a court of law, if, if someone stands up and says, I believe this crime is premeditated because we have proof of them saying, going to go bash a fag tonight. Like you would say, yeah, that's valid evidence for premeditation or yeah, I would say definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I guess. How is that not premeditation? I mean, this guy then goes, lurks outside a gay club, waits for someone to leave on their own, then beats the shit out of them. <laughs> I, I know, I know that I'm kind of like contriving this. Um, no, no, but, but you're talking about of... you're talking about the nature of premeditation, not the actual classification of the crime. Whether or not it's premeditated um, is yeah, a separate like... issue from whether or not it's a hate crime. We're talking about the actual crime being viewed differently in a court of law um, because of the nature of the crime. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, I don't see, I don't so much see like this is specifically an act of homophobia and therefore a hate crime. I see this is an act of homophobia and therefore it's a premeditated crime. That's the way yeah, that I see I'm it. I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I totally yeah. agree. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to see I, that's a me- more meaningful distinction to me than, than, yeah, yeah. Um, than simply I did it because I hate X, Y, or Z characteristic. Right. Yeah. All right, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. That's cool. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, that's yeah. it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, and I yeah, because I, I, well, I wonder if something I'm like that here exists. And I, heard, I heard I heard you say that you that, that you didn't think that hate crimes should be considered special. I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like on one hand I agree because you know like whether or not the the, the victim was queer or not shouldn't matter. But at the same time, if someone's specifically going after them because they're queer, like that to me does feel like it should matter. And I feel like if it's kind of incorporated into premeditation laws, then that would, that, that makes more sense than just being like, no, nah, he was gay. Go to, you know, go to jail for another five years or some stupid <laughs> crap like that, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Well, thanks man. Uh, and yeah. Ha- have a good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, or whatever too. time of day. Yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> it's it's quarter past it 11 in the morning. Yeah. 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 Have a good morning. I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Okay, uh, AK-47, your face, also known as Ben, which I I find easier to say. Mr. That's ben. Fine. Yes. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, not bad. Uh, I got two topics again tonight. One is Bill O'Reilly's ousting mixed with uh, the Tucker Carlson less than an hour announcement of him taking a spot. I just yeah. heard. Yep. Uh, the other Did that one happen is, today? Yeah, happened like today. It was officially announced today. It's blown up over Twitter. Um <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. And uh, and the other one was I was having this discussion in the deplorable Batcave. It is uh, it would be a, a quick discussion on your opinions versus on a, a, a homeowner being able to protect their home with a booby trap versus the versus somebody trying to break into their home uh, and their rights to life. Because I was, I I, I recalled this uh, a story about it, and apparently this has, this has happened more than once. Like, uh, uh, like in one occasion, a farmer uh, booby trapped like a house on their property. Like, they, and even posted a sign saying, "Like, if you do this, you will get injured. So don't don't open the door or yeah. don't try to break in." And the thief did it anyway. And the thief won the court case. And that kind oh, of really? thing. Yeah. What? It, it, yeah. Yeah, people have apparently thieves have apparently have the right. It's the right to life over the right to property protection. But uh, again, uh, if you guys wanted to talk about the well, what, Bill what's O'Reilly the distinction? Well, I'd be curious to know what the distinction in that case is between. So let's say let's say um, uh, in a state that where you can legally defend your property if you feel like they're if it's under threat, like in in Montana, you can. So if somebody broke into my home with ski masks on is going to harm my family, and I shoot that person with a shotgun. That there, would be defensible. Yes. My, I guess what would be the legal distinction between 
setting up a trap to prevent that and having it succeed in operation. There was no, this person came with the intent of doing this. We can prove that to be true. Of AKing them in your face. Right. Right. So there's no question about their intent and they fell victim to a fatal trap that I had set up to defend my property in the exact same way that I would if I shot them, if they entered my home. Right. Is there a legal distinction between those two? Apparently so in this, in this case. That yeah, is so crazy. This, this happened multiple times. The first case apparently was in Iowa in 1971, at least from what I found out. It was Kotko versus Briney. It was a court case decided by the Supreme Court. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Landowner had a duty not to set potentially deadly traps for tra- trespassers in the farmhouse uh, and rigged it to fire when the north bedroom door was open. Yeah, so a shotgun <laughs> trap, so basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, this guy... the. This if this guy wouldn't have gotten shot if you hadn't tried to break in in the first place. So why is this an right. issue? Yeah, yeah I don't. I'd, I'd like someone to explain that to me. I, uh, I, I mean, what what sort of expectation to safety do you have while trespassing? Because that's really question. the issue. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. My, uh. My. I side with the homeowners on this, and apparently store owners have done this too. Like there was a storm storm uh, store owner in. Uh, I, I can't remember. I thought it might be Florida, but apparently he set up an electrified trap uh, in the ceiling, and apparently it killed the robber. Uh, the store owner was <laughs> lost the court case and was set to have a fine. Uh, the the store owners a of fine. The, uh, I think a a fine. I, no, I think it was not a fine. It was it was it was like bail fine kind of thing. Like he was he was guilt found guilty. I think he was sent to jail, and they and like the like the community store owners paid his fines and stuff like that they sided with the guy uh, on the trap because uh, apparently they've been setting up uh, like iron bars on their windows and doors and it still didn't stop thieves so somebody said so one of the guys decided to set up a trap he was right. kind of regretting that it killed somebody because he was kind of expecting it just to shock the hell out of him and get him to run away <laughs> yeah. but, but it, it still it, was but, effective yeah but what yeah, about like very... barbed wire when does it become a booby trap uh well probably when you don't know it's there but there was there it uh, is. well, I, I, th- I do find this really interesting. But I, I worry we're going to spend a ton of time trying to <laughs> trying to narrow. Uh, tr- I don't know, trying to nail that down. So, um, so in the interest of time, we'll move on to your to your Bill O'Reilly thoughts. But that's a super. That's a, one of those interesting legal topics that I wish I could speak more to, or I'd like to speak right. someone with some to some uh, to someone with some expertise on it and figure out why a trap is not cool, but just. Plain old shooting someone is totally fine. Yeah, you two are willing to make a video on it. Do some research. It's very interesting. It's, this has happened over the past uh, 50, 60 years. Like there was a couple of cases back in 2015 that's happened uh, with the kind of booby trap stuff. Hmm. Uh, so what What about Bill O'Reilly? He grabbed too many asses and now he's out the door or something like that? Yeah, something that's like that. That's basically it. Oh, okay. Uh, is there any evidence of this though for real? Like any actual evidence? I don't know. I, I haven't looked into the top myself. I watched Crowder and said that, uh, and Crowder put his two cents in. It seemed like he had a parting shot for Bill O'Reilly. Like he's like, you. I talked to some of these people. This kind of happened. Like, in some in some I'm instances, losing Ben's audio. I don't losing know you. Oh, sorry. I've ter- uh, they call me Ridley for that. Yeah, it's getting super crackly. Uh, give but, me uh, a pop back. R.I.P. in peace, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. R.I.P. Yeah. in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> No, in peace. That's the that's the bit. Anyway. Uh, well, well, then we at least we got Tucker Carlson now. We get we. That's he, true. He, I mean, I've never. It, it um, a, I don't hate O'Reilly, but it's not like mm-hmm. I I don't watch O'Reilly either. I'm not. I, I really don't care that much. Obviously, if he's innocent and he has been punished 
then I would care. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I need it, more I, evidence. I mean, Fox usually sticks behind people, so it's a little bit disconcerting that they let him go. But that's still not enough evidence for me. I mean, I ha- has anybody heard anything like really solid? Was he just played a little grab ass? Is there any evidence of this? It's it's for me. It's just if if Bill O'Reilly really had done it, this would be all over the news. So if they had conclusive evidence, huh. yeah, hmm. that's true. I suppose that's true. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll have to let you go, but thanks for calling in, Ben. No problem. Have a great night, Catch folks. you next time. Uh, Steph Keith. Our guy, Steph Keith. Maybe with an update on the girl problems? Who Are knows? you, though? Because who hey, knows in what universe you're li- we... Oh. You're live, Steph. Steph. What's, uh, <laughs> what's going on? I feel like everybody's getting surprised tonight, you included. Oh, I know. Uh, it's it, yeah. it's uh, pretty AIDS in the in the call-in show. Yeah, what's so. everyone arguing about? It seems like everyone we're pulling in is in the midst it, of no, a heated discussion. Everybody wants to speak at the same time. Oh. <laughs> oh, Blonde, I have a med school story for you since you like those. I do. Uh, it's another dead body story. Excellent, it, excellent. It's about the time I got hungry looking at a dead body, and then 10 minutes later the professor started uh, teasing us. Um... So, gags face right now. <laughs> Wait, what? The pro- why? There's a, the professor teasing you. What do you mean? It, 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 one thing leads to another. It's all connected. I'll try and make it like within five minutes, and then I'll leave for the next. All right. Question. All right. So, uh, for muscles, uh, once the body's been uh, used as a studying tool long enough, the muscles start getting tenderized from handling. Oh. And they start drying out, so they start looking like cooked meat. And since my class is right before lunch, uh, I started getting very hungry looking at a, a black guy's uh, bicep. Um, and, and then 10 minutes later, uh, the professor walks over to us because I guess he's had it too. And I guess everybody else in, in, in our class has had it too where they got hungry. But so it just looks like a he, nice steak or something. Why do you get hungry? Yeah, you- it, it, Did it, your it, mouth start to water? I, no, it was more, more of like, oh my God, I can't believe I just had this. Oh my God, am I a cannibal uh, type of reaction? I, wow. I never water. It was like the moment of sheer terror and realization. No, yeah. but then the professor walks over and, and grabs like some other muscle. I think it was a back muscle, and and starts making like saying, "Oh, wouldn't this look great with some rice and and some gravy <laughs> so, next to it?" So, so this to be is clear, why I'm you... not giving my body to science because it's going to be like a bunch of med <laughs> students like digging out my organs, talking about how I look delicious. No deal. Oh, well, I, you I, have I, to. I so, I am not. I mean, um, so my girlfriend and my my um one of my good friends used to work there, but they work at a tissue processing bank uh, where you, if somebody dies, you donate the tissue uh, to, to be used to heal people, right? You know, you can use the ligaments, you can use, um, you can use the bone to create, you know, uh, medical stuff. Steph probably knows what I'm talking about, like stuff to yeah. fix people's injuries. Um, but the, the people who do the processing of all the body parts, it's like super dark humor, at least I'm told. And you kind of have to, if you're handling human body stuff but so what you're talking about steph to be clear so you're when you're talking about a biceps muscle or back muscle you're talking about just the muscle laid out on a table you're not talking about like a complete no body it's or... attached to the body it's attached oh, to the body. okay i was gonna say if it looked like a like a piece of yeah, meat in the store then i kind of get it because it'd probably look pretty similar to like well, a no, steak no, or the, something the meat starts drying out just from like so it's like a, it's they like have the body turkey. for a year Oh, yeah, it looks like beef jerky. Oh, it legitimately looks old. like beef jerky. 
I was thinking fresher. Oh, okay. And yeah. sometimes it, 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 when they uh, the formaldehyde is old, like uh, hasn't been poured long from like in a long enough time, it actually starts smelling like beef jerky. Oh, well, that's that would, so if, if there's if there's a smell associated with it, that would explain like the the feeling of hunger too. If it smells like food, no, I think you're just a cannibal. You're you're yeah. monstrous. You're totally monstrous. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's well, disgusting! Thank you for that story. I can't wait to tell it to my boyfriend over dinner. Awesome. No, but um, what gets you is when you're standing over and you just start daydreaming about food, and then you're like, "Oh my God, I am thinking about eating food, like specifically meat, while looking at human muscle." And that like is cannibal. some some base shit right there. That is hmm. some reptile brain shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Well, that was sufficiently disgusting, and you did it in under five minutes. Well done. Um, yeah. Did you? Is if it's not too personal for me to ask? Did you quit that girl? Is she out of the picture now? Uh, she came back uh, two more times after uh, I talked to you guys. I, I believe I tweeted you saying yeah. that uh, I'm getting a locksmith. Um, she currently isn't talking to me because we're uh, about to enter a new uh, semester. Oh well, there you go. And, and so one door closes, another opens. Yeah. <laughs> Find another one. Yeah, I'll, I have stopped praying to the golden vagina. Okay, well, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. All right, catch you next time. Ooh. Oh, you know who's up next? Uh, we'll see if he's ready to go. Let's see. It's been a little bit. We haven't heard from him. Hello, Unstoppable. Hello, everyone. Hey, Unstoppable. For all this, okay. before the war, before my inevitable capture, and I will be reborn. Do what you must, boys. Line yourselves up and pull your respective triggers. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you all doing today? We're we're doing all right, man. It's been it's been a little bit. I haven't heard from you uh, for a couple of weeks. High school is uh, a, a, I can't even talk. High school is a horrible, horrible experience. I remember I spent, the days. High school's fun. What are you talking about? You don't have high school was a about. fucking nightmare. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, if you're a cool kid, it's fun. I said horrible. <laughs> I said horrible because, because I've spent the last three years of my life in relative isolation using online schooling. This, by the way, by the way, you, you know the reason why I talk so much? This isn't normal for me. I have literally spent the last three years of my life at, with so much isolation that this is about half of my weekly uh, human interaction. <laughs> Jeez, that's a very most. I, and, that, that, yeah, and, right. and and I haven't really talked to another human being outside of my family for the last month, so I'm kind of wonky. If you can feel hear my voice. <laughs> oh man, high school. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, uh, sorry, what, sorry. Question. What's on that strange mind of yours tonight, Unstoppable? Just just a quick question this time round, and and I'll be. <laughs> And I'll be finished. Um, do you think we should um, we should mobilize the the militia? Uh, who who are you referring to when you say the militia? In this case, um, uh, um, it would be <laughs> the um, the episode where Unstoppable loses his mind. <laughs> I want to cry so bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. It's, uh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> Out with it, Unstoppable. I can see Skag's impatient face. Well, I, I don't know what's going on right now, to be honest. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm We're, we're watching the now. meltdown of a high school lad. 
I, I don't feel so good. Are you drunk? I, this is, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was so much better in the waiting room. Um, fine. No, 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 no. Um, by the militia, I meant, I meant, um, privately held, uh, you know, private, uh, uh, privately organized, as in not by the government. Mm-hmm. And yeah. predominantly, uh, predominantly, you know, predominantly not government run, predominantly civilian run, and just mostly doing humanitarian work because there's not really a war going on. Okay. Oh, well, uh, that, that was going to be my question. For what purpose? Like, I don't know if you're talking about some, like, is it time to overthrow the Trump administration? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Or what? Wow. Uh, I, I, I'm, so, I'm in... I mean, maybe the, maybe the spirit of your question, is it just time for more com community involvement, community engagement? We something haven't, like that? we haven't had a militia. We haven't had a militia. Uh, no, I'm not high. Um, responding to the, the chat. We haven't had a militia show up. We haven't had a militia formalized in, in you know, over what, 100 years at this point. Um, but the militia is a really useful thing in, during peacetime for, um, you know, feeding the hungry, building homes, doing stuff like that. And during, uh, it's, it's also a, another barrier in order to thinking, getting any funny ideas. Just like you have your Second Amendment, having an organized militia that knows, you know, we're organized. We know how to how to handle our firearms. Don't get any ideas to attack us because your factories are really delicate. And one of your factories blows, and your F-22s are out of the ground. One of your factories blows, and no more tanks. Uh, so it, it pulls double duty. Partially, it, it would be peaceful. Uh, 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 you know, services such as, uh, like I said, building houses and, and feeding the poor. And it would be a great incentive against the government to, you know, try something. And yeah, I mean, know. I guess I'm just trying to understand the spirit of the question, which is like, if I mean, uh, which to me sounds something like, is there room for more civic engagement, civic involvement to pick up some slack where uh, there might be need for services rather uh, having people do it as private individuals as opposed to you know a government program for x y and z thing is that kind of what you're getting at or i'm just i guess if you can explain to me what the problem you view is and why the militia is the solution okay so up and up until i think it was like the mid to late 2010s the interpretation of the second amendment as to uh um a well-regulated militia did not entail the idea that the uh, uh, that the people were the militia that 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 the um, that it meant regulation that it didn't that it didn't mean regulation um, and in order to ensure that our the Second Amendment interpretation as it stands now is solidified um, and stops the you know anti uh, anti uh, gun pro maximized restriction to, you know, push on that out for reinterpretation of the Second Amendment, an actual establishment of a well-regulated militia would be useful. With that well-regulated militia, you could use that in multiple ways during peacetime, during wartime simultaneously. Why? Whoa, my God, your face. My, um, ans my answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I guess well, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble with this because it's everything we're talking about is in such general terms that I, I don't, 
I'm not exactly sure what the question is or what the what the aim is. God, the chat hates me. Oh my oh. god. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I go what? I don't go show up for a month. And never mind. No, that's all good, man. I'm I, I'm just trying to understand. I just want to understand what the um kind of what you're what you're getting at in, in a little bit more specific terms. Okay. We as a country um a lot of uh problems going on. You know, like like some of those that I listed before about the um building homes and, and the community service stuff and st things of that nature. And I thought that a militia would possibly be a great solution to hit a lot of those nails at the head at the same time, mm -hmm. partially as a second amendment pin, partially as a community involvement, partially as incentivization against the government to not try anything. Yeah. You know, yeah, our I mean, own um, society. Sorry, go for it. No, our, our own, um, you know, you ask people these days, if, the people of the United States of America could ever for themselves in, say, a civil war, say, if the government had a coup or whatever be the case. Uh, and they very often say no. And that's a very bad sign because if the people are the first to fall and say, oh, no, you know, we couldn't handle it. Next thing to go is the government saying, well, if the people don't think they could handle it, why should we think that that they could? Why should we have to worry too much if, of them, of them, you know, not getting upset with us? Well, and now we are talking government overthrow, though. I, th I mean, I'm not saying government overthrow. I'm saying, um, if the government were to, um, you know, you know that there are, are, are rather totalitarianistic elements in government, right? Um, sure. There are I mean, those I that actually do. I, I'm probably going to have to leave this conversation here just because yeah. we've, we've gone at length here. But um, but if you if you have you know just Fair closing enough. summary thought something quick, uh, happy to take uh, it or or we'll catch you next time, I'm in. Forgive for, forgive me. I, I really do need to. I, I can't wait till the end of this year. I just want to start having social interactions again, and I'm done. I'm done. High school will be over soon, I'm and done. you'll yeah. look back on it fondly. That's not you you will. You'll be like, thank God that's over and just just cruise through it. It'll yeah. be fine. Bye. Kick me off. <laughs> All right. Bye we'll catch you next time. Thank off. you for supporting the show. Thanks for giving us a call. And I uh, look forward to hearing hearing from you next time. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about on Sunday's show? What? This Alex Jones thing. Had that happened yet? I think that was after, but this ah, uh, this thing ah. that his lawyer says he's playing a character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess I was like, wow, I can't believe we didn't include that. Uh, we could talk about it on Sunday. I don't know. I um I I don't necessarily want to dive into someone's like it's kind of a custody dispute or whatever's going on. It's a family dispute. Uh, uh, it's super publicized though, and uh, you know, p things come out uh, in custody battles that are often not true. It's probably a good point in time to like point out that some of the things that we've heard about people during their custody disputes are likely bullshit. Yeah, maybe. That's the only reason I want to talk about it. And I'm not going to be like Alex Jones is a fucking performance artist. It's like yeah, of course, of course he is. I mean, every pundit to, is, right? To some degree, everyone is, uh, and, and ourselves, and we're no exception. Um, to right. some degree, what exists on YouTube of us is a performance. Of, like, I, if you just speak to me in my normal life outside of this, I'm a little bit different than I would be on camera or on the mic, for sure. I'm not. And, and, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, Z's in the room, and Z is good to go. Hi. Hi Z. 
first of all, I'd like to say high school. Oh my God, I'm I'm getting a master's degree. Let's not even talk about stress and difficulty. <laughs> high school. Oh my. I hey, opine. well, well here, here's the thing though. In high school, when you're in high school, those problems matter, man. Like okay. those problems like are more than big, anything else. Yeah, yeah. high I mean, school was worse socially, probably. I look yeah. back as like this grizzled old man, like, oh, oh them were the days. <laughs> I look simpler. back and I look back and laugh at the problems that existed now, yeah. retrospectively. But at the yeah. time, they were, they were the just the worst biggest. It was thing the worst ever. thing. Yeah, my so, boyfriend broke up with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I uh, well, I mostly just have some stuff to add because I watched uh, Matt your video about moldy locks, yeah. and um, I was, was on good, the. Right? I was uh, today on visiting some friends on the campus where the guy who decked her goes. Oh, uh, that's in. Um, is, it, is that in Southern California? Where is it? No, that's in the Central Valley. It's in. Um, oh, uh, okay. He goes to CSU Stanislaus, which is uh, down the ninety nine from where I am. Okay. And he, my friend, and a few of my other friends work in the administration, and. From reading the the, the uh, attitude of the campus and the administration, I can tell you, uh, there's he he might be totally fucked. Uh, in in terms of there's like the administration wants his head, like they're out for blood. Yeah, they're I assume good. they probably already did though, because Domingo's. Yeah. I mean, he's an activist. This is a guy who's out doing this he, stuff. He's not okay. punching people, but he's doing. I mean, he. Am I incorrect to say he's advocating an ethno state, basically? He, I think he is. Like, I read that he started a group called Identity Europa or something. And um, yeah, they're they're white nationalists. I mean, I don't like he's it. not ad, he's not advocating violence, though. He's I, not. Yeah, I don't No, No, I, I'm always skeptical to say he's a Nazi because that word means nothing now. Um, and as a no, historian, he's... I vomit blood when people use that word way too much. Sure. Um, but uh he he has some interesting views that definitely if you're on any calif any university in the United States but definitely in California you're going to be in hot water from and what I know public. of him he's he's pretty he's aligned with Richard Spencer basically right yeah I mean, is he, that he's fair? in the Spencer right. he's in the Spencer camp so but I have I know, never heard Richard Spencer or Nathan D'Amigo ever advocate for violence yeah. and their discussion of a white ethno state is you know it, the majority of it's just theoretical. And I've well, met both of them, and they were both really uh, nice. You have actually met Nathan at the RNC accidentally. Yeah, I remember. We didn't know them. So yeah, they just so like this, ran this, into this, them. We're like, this, the story is, yeah, like there is a photo that Daryl Lamont Jenkins has yeah. of you and I oh, and Nathan D'Amigo in like the same general vicinity at the like, RNC, and he yeah. used it to prove that we were white supremacists. Right. But that was the first time we had ever met, and that was like. That was like I, think I had, we were going up to them, being like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Yeah, <laughs> and then I, so, I so I've been I've been get that picture right. Maybe, well, that's how closely he all was. That porn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was following us so closely that it's like, yeah. okay, when these people converge, if they're ever in the same vicinity, then I will snap a photo. Is okay. that kind of thing? I I mean, um, prior to that, I don't think I don't I don't know who this guy is. He doesn't know who I am. We wouldn't be able to pick each other out of a bar or anything like that. Um, but it's kind of interesting because um, when it came out who this guy was and I see him I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the guy that like, that's in the Daryl photo. I yeah, remember that now. Yeah. That's where Daryl called me a paleo conservative or whatever uh, he called me on well, his website. Cause I, I stood in the same vicinity as Nathan <laughs> D'Amico. Yeah. You, you, you were standing within 20 feet of him, So you're, yeah. uh, you're instantly see Kyle. That's what yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that, 
there's a division between the student body who kind of doesn't care. Like there was a bunch of news crews that were interviewing people. And I even talked to some, you know, uh, people. I just was around in the plaza just talking to people. I'm, by the way, preparing for a big conference and submitting papers to a, mm. to, to journals. I'm just way too busy. But I decided to take some time to interview because this was what everyone's talking about. A lot of the students, I'd say like two thirds of the students are like, he didn't. I mean, he punched somebody, but it's on a different campus and has nothing to do with us. We can't just throw him out because he sure. was in a riot. And a lot of people were like, what's a 95 pound moldy haired hippie doing in a freaking riot? Like, that's just yeah. That's yeah. a bad place for you to be. Like, if, you, if, if you're going to anti if you're going to bring a fight, you want to bring your your bigger, burlier members. Don't be. I know. Why are all the chicks on the front lines? These guys must be real pussies. Uh, well, that brings me to the next point. I have never in my life wanted to call somebody a cuck. I've never wanted to use that word. I think it's kind of silly. <laughs> You're like but me. I encountered yeah. one person who definitely wants this guy's head. And he, his verbal diarrhea of social justice warrior words. He wants Nathan's head? Yeah, it was it was grammatically correct. He did use grammatically correct sentences, but the amount of SJW vomit that was yeah. poured upon me when I just said, hey, what do you think about this? And I was in for a 10-minute lecture that I could not escape. And in, the, in my head, I'm just like, I can't call him a cuck because this would be a big problem for me in a university. But... In my head, I'm like, uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta mention this on the call-in show yeah. that, that there exist these people. Oh, totally. I'm with you. Where it, you mentioned how Nazi basically has no meaning anymore. Neither does the oh, word like, "cuck" really. But that doesn't mean that there aren't actual cucks out yeah, there like, from time to time. Yeah, they're, they're out there. They're real. Yeah. I've, I've uh, yeah, seen like one. Moldy Lock's boyfriend. I heard her interview, she and she's like, oh she's God. like, my boyfriend was nowhere to be found. I'm like, your boyfriend that's okay with you doing porn? That's a literal cuck right there, right? Well, I, boyfriend I mean, with a penis, right? Been, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. pictures that you can find X, pictures y of him, chromosome. Yeah. Okay, well, wow, this story yeah. gets deeper and deeper. All I know is that um, a lot of the students and some teachers that I talked to, like that I'd heard talking about it, were like, well, I mean. He committed a crime, but it had nothing to do with his school. But then there are others that are in the more social justice warrior camp that are like, we, we have to get him. And they're going to, as just a warning, this, this... if you're going to go to these things and you're like close to graduation, which I understand uh, this Nathan is, he they are going to look for any possible oh, of course. excuse to get rid I of him. I mean, this, this kind of ties into Kangaroo's uh, question earlier about motive is like, in a different scenario where let's say you know let's say i go to that school, or let's say nathan goes to that school he's exactly as he is um and he just gets in a bar fight and yeah. you know he's face maybe he's facing charges for, related to the bar fight nobody gives a shit but because there's potentially some sort of ideological motive we don't know i mean nobody that's what was hard about trying to figure out who's really at fault in that scenario because well, right. i had heard really that she tell. was throwing glass bottles and she and right. was it's a and riot. Actually, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, and she was wearing those gloves. She was. She came ready to fight. Yeah, Let's she, she file was, this well, in the I, bitch I, had it I, coming I, category, guys. I saw a report yeah. today that that said she was putting explosives in the bottles and throwing Jesus people. Christ. So I don't okay, know if that's well, true. All the ingredients are there for sure, but I, I don't know if that's true. The other um, thing is that but I've the, been but, reading and hearing that uh, Antifa might uh, allegedly be trying to become more armed and better prepared. So <laughs> these, these events might get crazier. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get see out about while that. You can. Have you seen yeah. the people in Antifa? Well, they have, a they have weapons though. Pound moldy haired hippie. So yeah. I'm, 
truly well, terrified uh, from the force. What are they, they all going to get guns? Now they care about their Second Amendment rights. What yeah, are they so, going to do? How coincidental! The Second Amendment now matters. Yeah. That would be interesting. Anyway, that was the only right. thing. I, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to mention that, like, hey, what I experienced today ties into a video Matt did. Oh, and for also, sure. I hadn't been on the call-in show in a while, so I figured I'd say yeah. hi. Yeah, um, that's And the more context that, get, that gets added to this, uh, the more interesting it gets. And uh, anyway, so I, I appreciate uh, you adding your thoughts to that. And good luck in your studies. And um, please call back whenever you're able. Hopefully, I'll have free time again someday. Someday, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Have a good day. Good Bye. You know who's shit posting in the live chat? Who? Sticks Hexenhammer. Is he back? Ah. He's back. He's well, back. Um, if Sticks is listening, uh, I, I've told him privately, but I just want to thank him for how much promo work he did for the show and how much support he showed for the show. And genuinely, I can't wait to have him back um, if he wants to come back. So so uh, thank you, Sticks, for everything you've done and looking forward to speaking with you again and just uh, keep being a cool dude and a, a smart dude. And uh, I don't know. I can't, Making I can't say... so many videos. It's incredible. And, uh, yeah. He's very prolific. Yeah. Uh, I can't say enough good things about the guy. So anyway. Who and else I'm not... we got? Who else oh. we got? Oh, he said uh, you're very welcome. Excellent. Well, thank you, Snakes. Uh, Chris is up next. Greetings. Greetings. Ooh, that was cryptic. I know. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I, I really have no idea what I want to talk about because there's just been <laughs> so much going on today from what's going on with Russia and North Korea and all that stuff to um, the Georgia election that happened last night. I'm not sure if you guys heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it was, it's, it's still being drummed up as like this democratic moral victory, even yeah. though they're just going to spend a bunch of money and get nothing out of it in the end. Yeah. That's basically what's going to happen. And then I come to find out that the school that I went to before my current school is now trying to censor christian you know like free speech on the campus to the hmm. to the safe space but then they're censoring what they can say in the safe space and it's just like i i, I saw it today i'm like really really i'm i wasn't surprised but at the same time i'm just Wait, disappointed. so what what school is this or what level it's of school? um it's georgia gwinnett college it's a okay. local community school that's got i, I want to say it's like it's gotten pretty big it was built like 2003 it's a community college or is it a, yeah like, it's a, cum- it's a public institution college. yeah so it's a public institution but there was this story by campus reform and i posted it on minds and i saw it on facebook as well mm-hmm. but it's essentially just you know this guy was just standing around he was handing out pamphlets just you know giving people's stuff and preaching the gospel and stuff like that and the college was like yeah i can't do that you have to do it in the state in one of the two safe spaces do they do are, they restrict okay. that to any kind of speech and advocacy or is it just specifically that speech and advocacy well no, they would do it to anything but even when he um even when he uh did it so it's it's basically this um uh so this guy whose last name is like unpronounceable because it's like some ethnic name or whatever uh, was informed that he couldn't distribute religious pamphlets outside of the school's library, which is where he started. Uh, but he, because he was not in one of the two free speech zones, which it makes up a point zero zero one five percent of the campus. Um, and so even after he followed all the procedures, got the right information, all of that, um, and he reserved the, the zone, the free speech zone, 
um, he was told he still couldn't pass out the pamphlets or just talk to people about the about the gospel and Christianity. So this group mm-hmm. ended up going to court against um, this, and this this was all going on back last year. And uh, the reason it's being brought up is because now um, it's actually gone to the court. Like the lawsuit started back in December, but it's now actually in court. Hmm. And it's just, it's, it's just so disappointing. Like I, I saw this, I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, well, if it's, it's so strange that there would be just that small of a quote unquote free speech area, generally such a small portion of the campus. But to me, as long as the restrictions are content neutral, it doesn't bother me as much. What would bother me and um, correct me if I'm not understanding the case correctly, but it, it would bother me if they said, okay, talking about this stuff is okay here, but not that stuff. If they say you can't talk about stuff period. Okay. Well then that's, that's a big problem. Cause they said, they, they first said to him, Hey, you have to be doing this in a free speech zone. And you're standing outside of the library, which is not a free space zone. Right, but would they tell? Would they tell? I guess what I'm saying is, is there evidence that this person was treated differently because it was Christian? That's 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 what it seems like. Okay. But at the same time, it's like I would rather have just like I I would say any any college should be a free speech zone because it is a a public university. And it is run. It's run by a government, by the government, whether it's the state government or anything like that. But it still re- receives from funds from the state and federal. Sure, governments. but but I mean, I think we could agree that like a university would have an interest in the flow of pedestrian traffic through its campus. So they might yeah, say, yeah, yeah. "You can't set up a podium on this sidewalk here and block traffic and talk about stuff. You're welcome to do it in this designated area, and we don't care what you talk about. You can talk about Christianity, you can talk about Satanism, you can talk about Islam, you can yeah, talk about yeah. whatever you want. It's just you have to do it in this designated area." I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, if if if, if that's what's happening in this case, is. Um, because you're talking about Christianity, then you have to go to this area that's, by the way, like a mile away from yeah. where anyone else and is. And the shittiest part of campus. Yeah, that would be a problem. So, yeah. in, the, in any case. It, the problem I have with that is just, it's, I mean, I've I've been on this campus, and it's it's not a big campus. It's still pretty small. Like, you have, I'm, I'm assuming that the uh, free speech zone is, like, right, right next to the, um, the, the, the on-campus storm set they have is like three different buildings mm-hmm. but that's a good like 10 15 minute walk away from where everybody else is coming from and so that on top of saying like once you've gotten all the right documentation and everything to where you can go talk into this free speech zone but then you're told no you can't talk about that stuff that's what i have a problem with yeah well that's that sounds like a series like of um not very free yeah, uh, add-ons yeah. to this, time, this free speech. It's like I understand what you're saying situation. with the free speech zones, but at the same time, it's like the entire campus should be a free speech. Zone. If you're if you want to like set up equipment, there should definitely be a spot where you can do that. Like there's a spot now where it's a bunch of the different clubs can gather around for if they want to like hand out information about themselves or like they want to have a discussion with people. And there's a designated zone for that. That's fine. Sure. That's not really like when I. Think, Think of free speech. I'm just thinking like, oh, you and your friend are having a, a conversation about this specific topic, and then you start to get a crowd around you. That's sure. what I'm thinking of. So, right. like, I'm technically technically I would be violating that because I'm not in a free speech zone. 
because I'm just talking with my friend and others start to congregate and add to the discussion or, you know, bring up points that neither of us were thinking of. And by doing that, we're blocking the, the traffic, the flow of traffic incidentally. So sure, it's like, I understand the reasoning behind it, but at the same time, it just allows for, it, it's, it's just a slippery slope. Cause if you're doing this, you're allowing for to isolate the speech to a certain area and you can choose where that area is. And right, so right. for Georgia, for Georgia Gwinnett, it's only 0. 0.0. It's, it's like 15th, 15 to the 10,000th percentage of the, the campus itself. And they can Whereas, only use the water fountain only, on that part of campus too. Yeah. They can only use, and it's, yeah, it's two different places um, for Georgia Gwinnett. So you can, you have to talk in these two places, which together equal that 0.0015% of the, of the campus. Whereas, you know, they've got this huge lawn where, or you're just saying like, again, this guy was just standing outside of the library, not really even saying anything, just passing out pamphlets. And if somebody wanted to start up a conversation, he could do it. And the library, the way it's set up is there is the exit. And then you're still under like a sort of roof type thing. And then there's an, a big open space. And so he's probably standing, you know, close enough to where people, he can hand people stuff and not close enough to where he's blocking any flow of traffic, as far as I would assume, sure. being on this um, campus. Definitely. Uh, we will, we'll have to let you go at that, but um, thanks for, thanks for describing the situation. It's something to think about. And uh, hopefully, um, it, I don't know, hopefully resolution will fall on the side of, more free speech than less. Yeah. That would be All great. Right. Have a good night. You too. Miss Malevolent. That was Ben Shapiro, wasn't it? It totally was. Actually, his voice does kind of sound like Ben, actually. And actually, <laughs> the question that I got from Twitter is about, it's to you and is about Ben. God damn so, it. Why is everybody always going to ask me about Ben Shapiro? No, It's so strange. And everyone's always, it seems like everyone's always trying to set you up to talk shit about Shapiro. And I like Ben Shapiro and I would like to host Ben Shapiro someday. That is, I would love that. Fine, even if whatever. You, even if you, <laughs> I don't agree with Ben on everything. You don't have to, but at the same time, I don't want to. No, I like Ben. It's whatever. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you shouldn't not, I mean, you should criticize whomever. It's not, you shouldn't voice your opinions because you're afraid of future associations you might sever in doing so or whatever. But it just, it seems strange that there's this public urge to create a circumstance in which we talk shit about him. And I, I don't, anyway, Miss Malevolent's good to go. Uh, hey, long time to talk. Hey, I, I forgot I have this uh, down button as push to talk thing. So ah. well, what's going on? It's been, uh, it's been a little bit since we spoke last. Yeah, I was ragging on your outfits last time, but uh, this oh, time. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, this time I wanted to ask you what do you think about the uh, Philip DeFranco uh, mm. controversy with the Daddy of Five? I have yeah. only seen that video. I just watched it. Um, and I was unfamiliar with Daddy of Five, so I'm not super objective. But the footage that I saw, like, I would never treat my child like that. And if I saw somebody treating their child like that in public, I'd be like, that white trash family is abusive to their kid. Yeah. But that all I know is the Philip DeFranco video. So I can't I, opine too much. I think we might talk a little bit about it on Sunday. At least I might like to, uh, did you see miss malevolent that now is it, is it daddy O five or daddy of five? Cause I'm new to this person as well. 
whatever it is. I think it's oh. Daddy of Five. Okay, so Daddy of Five has now privated all of his videos after Philip DeFranco called this out. Most people are familiar, but it's basically these quasi-child abuse videos. It's him filming like weird pranks on his kids and pushing his kids around. And maybe that's all I've seen. So maybe that's not 100% fair. I've seen it through Philly D, not through a, a full channel audit. So, you know, maybe there's more to the story, I guess. But anyway, what, what Philly D exposed this channel, which is it's three quarters of a million <laughs> subscribers. So it's hard to call it an exposure. But um, oh, Daddy of Five was three quarters of a million? Yeah. 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 Uh, so at least. Uh, uh, is as of now. Um, and, uh, anyway, so the controversy is that, uh, there's this quasi child abuse going on. There's been a lot of scrutiny on the channel and now daddy, Oh, daddy of five has, has privated all the videos on the channel and put out one today that says that this was all fake. Like we admit it, it was all fake now. And I'm not, I'm not sure I buy it, but I haven't finished watching the video either. Did you see that miss Malevolent? the fake, like this is all fake video. Yeah, I did see it, and I have to say it was very unconvincing. But I will say a lot of people are making – I'm not going to say jump to conclusions because the video evidence is there. You can't really fake video. I mean, he can pretend and say that, oh, everything was exaggerated, but I don't know. I don't think those kids are that good of an actor. Maybe no, that little one seemed like he was, you know, really having a rough time. Yeah, yeah the, the Cody. But I will say this, that people, I understand having concern about the situation and being giving a platform. But there is another side to this. My mom has been a foster parent since 1984. So I've had mm. many foster brothers and sisters over the years. And, you know, Phil is, I guess, taking this this battle or whatever, or taking on, championing this cause. But to what end? Like, uh, like the kids get are, taken away and. Right. If they bro- if they're broken up, you know, a lot of those kids are older. Um, people love to adopt little babies, but they don't love to adopt kids or teenagers. Yeah. And so I, I think. Phil should probably back off a little. It's a good thing that he brought a lot of this to light, but I think he should really think about what he's advocating for. Well, how, how far did he go? Did he actually advocate? Did he actually um, advocate like call child protective services or how far did he go in his advocacy? Well, I don't know, but he's made, I think two, three videos about this and he's gotten into a Twitter war with daddy. Hmm. and it's like, and it, not so much him, but his, you know, I don't want to say constituency, his fans. Sure. Um, I, I saw people in the, the thing talking about, we need to call Child Protective Services on these people. Let's get this thing shut down. And it's like, you got to, you know, maybe the kid will be happy if they're actually being abused to be taken out of the situation or maybe the kid is going to be angry that you're breaking up his family. So, I, yeah, I don't yeah. And like there what I saw was troubling, but like I didn't see, you know, it's not like they were like beating the shit out of the kids or anything like that. Like I got a smack on the rear and stuff. It used to be parenting. Not what they're doing though. That that it really no, bothered me. I've been I thinking mean, about that video like a bunch. 
Well, uh, her, and it's compounded when it's a business too. Like this is a business yes, model of kind of quasi child well. exploitation. It's, 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 I don't know. It's kind of yeah, not good for way. kids too. Kids yeah. don't want to be in, in a, in the public. Like, you know, it's the job of parents to protect children. And that means also protecting them from scrutiny sometimes and protecting them from the public eye. This seems exploitive to me. Yes, I agree. And I really do believe that they're, they do need to go into counseling. Uh, they're basically, incentivizing violence and getting, uh, uh, you know, toys and whatever and trips for that. And I think mm -hmm. that's a terrible precedent. So can set. someone tell me what this channel is about? Like, is it just is a, it family, just a like family like vlogging? It's supposed to be a family vlogging and pranking each other and all this other stuff, you know, the usual family look at us kind of stuff that mo a lot of YouTubers get into, but they've, t they've taken it to an nth degree by essentially what looks to be traumatizing Cody as well as the other kids. But once again, it's like, where do you really want to, you want these kids taken away from the family and place where? Like, oh, just take them away from the family and that's the end of the story. No, that's the beginning. That's the beginning for these kids. Sure. You know, I would rather see them the family put maybe into counseling or whatever, which is probably what's going to happen considering the fervor that's going on with this and it's getting picked up. But I mean, you know, you got to be a little bit more responsible about yeah. you know, outrage and where that leads to. And like I said, that's true. I've had adopted brothers and sisters and I've had a lot of foster brothers and sisters come in and out of my life and my mom is doing that even today at 62 hmm. years old. Still going. Are you comfortable? Yes. Are you comfortable sharing how many she's adopted? Two. Okay. I was a, my, my brother and sister were adopted. And the reason why is because when she was married at that time, you know, she couldn't have a, a, a child and they wanted sure. to have a son. She didn't want to break up the family. So she adopted the little girl as well. So I got. Oh, a, that's so sweet. Yeah, it takes a it takes a big person to make that kind of gesture. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying people should be a little bit more responsible with that their outrage, their righteous outrage. Sure. Yeah. I think um you know these these I think the people who are really pissed off do, if you were to press them, they would say that it is the best interest of the child that inspires my outrage, and so. Uh, you want to make sure that you you stay faithful to that in right. what you're advocating, basically, or what your desired outcome is. Anyhow, um, I I bet we'll probably talk about this a little bit on Sunday, so um, maybe okay. more to come on that, um, or not. You know, you never know these days. There might be a million terrorist attacks. I know, them. really. <laughs> so, we'll be talking about the five truck attacks that happened yeah, this week. So, uh, so no promises, but it is interesting to think about. And thanks for um, thanks for sharing your thoughts and some of your story, Miss Malevolent. Appreciate. All right, it. thanks for having me. Take thanks care. for calling. Bye. We'll give um, we'll give Big Red Doggy here last word, and then I'll give you that question. Uh, so you're good to go, big red doggy. It looks like you're muted. If you can get your mic unmuted, uh, we'll we'll get you in. Oh, there you go. Yep. Sorry, took me a little bit. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> now, now. Well, I have to say hello. I'm in a wonderful five-star econo lodge. I have to have some bright folk here. I was going to say this sounds like a complimentary internet that you're speaking. <laughs> in. Let's put it that way. It yeah. totally is. Tin can. A tin can hooked up to complimentary Econo Lodge internet. 
Very much so. And apologies yeah. on the audio. Um, I, I can still hear my you. My question, um, I guess it's in regards to, I'm, I guess I'm just kind of worried about the state of things in the sense of uh, the way things are going. It, it just seems like uh, things, Trump has kind of turned more hawkish on the war side of things. And that does have me concerned. And I wanted your your thoughts on that. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's kind of blonde territory if you want to take that one first. Are you probably, I mean, yeah. I'm definitely concerned. Uh, the Syria thing concerned me. Um, but he seemed to have kind of, that seemed like maybe he was testing the waters to see how it was going to divide the base because it wasn't a serious militaristic strike. And so I wonder if he was like, huh, is this totally going to divide my base? Are people going to hate me for any kind of um, military exercise in Syria? And then, of course, people freaked out. Um, everybody's talking about this 4D chess, and I always err on the side of like thinking that Trump has a plan. I trust him more than Matt does. Um, but I just seriously hope that this is not uh, just part of a globalist agenda, agenda that he's been entangled in. Uh, I'm becoming increasingly concerned that that's the case. I mean, we can't just get behind Trump no matter what because we supported him. And I'm not going to be one of those people. Like, I, I have serious problems with what the administration is doing. But I'm willing to kind of wait it out a little bit. And and I can kind of concede to that point. I, I, I definitely can. I, I guess uh, I am concerned about the little fat man over there in the uh, <laughs> northern part of Korea, too. Mainly because I think he'll do anything he can for attention. Yeah, he's but. totally erratic. But this failed missile thing was um, vastly reassuring for me because I was like, wow, maybe they just don't have a very robust nuclear armament. And they're just kind of lying about it. So I was mm -hmm. like, eh, maybe, maybe there's nothing going on here. Yeah, yeah I, I really true. need to sort out some of my thoughts on just kind of philosophy of intervention, basically. Because I gut reaction, I want to be this kind of isolationist like ah, i don't care about the world's problems and i don't want to police the world's problems and all this but there comes a point at which the world's problems are have serious implications for us and and i don't know that's one of those great areas that i think i need to sit down and just think about more philosophically well, to and a, and a totally isolationist policy is unrealistic for america specifically because of our militaristic strength and our economy size and general influence around the world we can't just be isolations at this isolationist at this point so there's so many people that are dependent on our economy. The the only country that does, um, and again, yeah, I'm shooting from the hip here because I'm not an expert on any of these things, but the only country that does genuinely scare me or worry me is North Korea. And that's because that is not only one insane guy, but like a whole host of insane people who support him in his insanity. And I just, I, I guess the, the most terrifying enemy is the one that you can't predict at all. And I don't think you can predict that guy at all. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to take him seriously mostly because of the way he looks i'm not gonna yeah lie. i agree <laughs> i agree like you are a fat if it was Asian a bar baby. fight i'd be like let's go but if it's a nuke fight i'm a little bit worried yeah you know? yeah agree i mean he agreed. seems erratic but he doesn't seem like he's uh extremely intelligent or organized yeah, yeah and I, I, I think the other wild card in this is uh uh putin and as well um because he is kind of psychopathic I guess. I mean, he's cold and calculating, and the question yeah. is, is he going to make a move? I guess. And I he know. holds the remote control that controls the entire world at all times. He pushes a button, things happen. 
We don't Whatever. I trust Putin. I, I trust that. <laughs> He's not so bad. Putin did nothing wrong. And Hitler's like, misunderstood. Well, he kills journalists. I'm like, well, yeah. after this election, don't you kind of understand? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. He Just was joking. way ahead of the fake news problem. Putin Putin never let fake news get out of control. Okay. All right. Um, did you have any do you have any additional thoughts you wanted to add on the uh, on the topic, Mr. Big Red? Uh, not really. I, I'm just, I'm really concerned, uh, about it because a, I'm still in that draftable age. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't mind serving in the military. It's the fact of, well, heck, I just got married a year and a half ago and I'm like, God dang it. Congratulations. It's yes. Yeah, baby making time. It is. If you are not already ahead of that, or you're not already on that. <laughs> oh, I think oh. Them. yeah. I think the Econo Lodge maybe got to him. No, no, sorry. My okay. uh, my phone went to sleep. Apologies. Ah. Uh, no, I'm just worried on the sense of I just got married a few years ago and I'm still in the draft of late and I'm just thinking it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, something to think about for sure. Uh, and um, I think for all of us, but uh, you're not the only one with these concerns for sure. It, it is interesting how a lot of this has created, I think, one of the first major wedge in the in the Trump support base. And from what I can tell, especially the Syria um, incident was uh I don't know. I can't measure these things, but it seemed like a fairly even split of people I know who were kind of behind it or opposed it. And uh, a lot of people I respect intellectually were on both sides of it too. So yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually kind of interesting on the Syria thing. Me and my brother had a disagreement. He was actually for it. He's a lefty. Wow. Mm. Ah, that doesn't surprise me. Surprising. <laughs> I was shocked. Did he go as Lots far as to praise Trump? Um, no, he did not actually. Um, he swiftly countered with, you know, the whole Trump is spending more on his golf trips, but I oh, can yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> All, so, right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Enjoy your stay at the Econo Lodge. I hope it is um, everything you'd hoped. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. See if you ask, Bye. ask at the desk, if they'll give us a show sponsor, you know, give us a <laughs> yeah, discount code. Econo Lodge. Yeah.com slash beauty in the beta keyword beauty in the beta, whatever, something like that. Have them, have them hook us up anyway. Thanks for calling. <laughs> have a good night. Uh, okay. Now it's question time for you. Let me find it here. There was no prep to this. I'm just throwing it at you on the spot. Uh, So this is from, I actually don't, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. It's from Twitter, Alighieri. I think he's Brazilian. So uh, yeah, that's that's my attempt. I apologize if you're listening and I just brutalized it. A-L-I-G-U-I-E-R-I. Alighieri? Out with (laughs) it. Come on. In any case, uh, it's very simple. The question is, Ben Shapiro is a conservative or full neocon. So he just wants you to classify him as political ideology. Seems like a question for Ben. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I, I don't either. Uh, maybe, maybe an acceptable adaptation of the question is, um, uh, I don't know. It's, I, th- I think the question comes with the presumption that you kind of have a philosophical disagreement with Ben. I really uh, don't. Oh, okay. So, so well, I mean, you, on, on some issues, I do. I mean, sometimes I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Um, but generally, I think he's a, he's a good he's a good conservative. I mean, I, I have one specific issue with Ben that discredits him in perpetuity, 
That's all. Which you're way too harsh on. And I agree it was it was botched, but you're way too harsh on it. Dude, Skag, if you did that, I would quit the show with you. No, you wouldn't. I absolutely would. If you if you put out a tweet that was hated by a lot of people, I would quit the show and no, kick you off. No, it's not about that, Skag. <laughs> but I know you wouldn't do that because you have integrity. Um, if, okay. I will admit that I do, to this day, I don't understand why he went to the end of the earth to to fly the Michelle Fields flag. I don't, I don't get it. I really well, he don't. He still would. But... He went down with the ship. If you asked him about it now, he would say that, um, Breitbart reacted inappropriately, that Michelle Fields was physically assaulted. But like, I this? know, I know that I, I, that this is like, you know, I should, I, I should forgive Ben and everything, but like this really, this really bothered me. And sometimes somebody that you love, like a pundit that you love does something and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm done with well, that person now. I mean, it happened you, with it, Megyn Kelly for me. It happened with Ben. <laughs> I just can't. Are, you, are can't. you saying you wouldn't give me, like if there was one issue that I was just wildly irrational on that I had some sort of emotional issue with and you just kind of knew well that's Matt's thing like he's just wildly irrational on that particular topic and if you, you discuss had it one issue that you were totally wrong about lied to the public about and detonated your professional life for well I guess I suppose that's the distinction like uh to what extent I think it's one thing if people come at you and ask you to explain it. Like if I have an issue that I'm that I'm personally emotional about and people come at me and ask me about it and I get emotional in my response, certainly that's different than being like an advocate for this irrational uh, Right. Position, Are you right? going to say that his position was not advocacy? Because it I, was straight I, up advocacy. Yeah, he I mean, I'd, I'd have Fox a hard... and was like, she should, you know, she was assaulted. She's the victim. How is that not advocacy? Because I don't want to talk shit about Ben and I want him to come on our show. There it is. There it <laughs> I'm is. I'm emotional about this issue. No, uh. I I used to love Ben Shapiro. I would listen to him all the time. He was one of the first people I discovered. I think he's a great conservative. He's so smart and articulate. And I loved watching him rip apart social justice warriors and feminists. And he but still his does. Mantra, he still his does. mantra is facts over feelings. And he really, really disappointed me. I don't know. One why. time. One time. It was a huge thing it was it's not like it's not like my tweet skag where that was like something i shouldn't have said and it was like no i know i just i just like to my point my only point i'm not comparing the two things necessarily my only point is that we all have slip-ups now your point is he slipped like 80 times on the same banana peel and he went down okay okay if this would have happened and he would have defended her for a few days and then later been like you know i saw that footage and i was wrong about that i'd be like all right back on the ben boat that's fine yeah, I, I, I just want... But to this day, if you asked him, he would just be like, want, no. I want resolution because he's just... the, he, Especially between him and Milo, I want resolution. I want yeah, them to I talk it out. I want them to hug. I want to see that because... Uh, and and inter- interestingly, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they've both had this kind of fall from grace. And I know Milo used to talk shit uh, on his tour about Ben all the time, like, oh, well, you basically dug yourself into irrelevance. And then a few months later, whoops, Milo, you kind of had a slip too that uh, you've fallen into the irrelevance grave a little bit. No, but I hope they call, they both come back. And, and I they... don't like this eating our own thing either. I, yeah. What happened to Milo? I hate what happened to Milo. I, he didn't deserve that. And like, if I didn't, if I didn't feel really strongly about this, I would apply this to Ben as well. And I don't think Ben's really had a fault. But I think the same, I think the same general case of like writing off Milo entirely can be made too. And I think a lot of people have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Mm. Mm. All I want is, I just want resolution. And I, yeah. 
And I, you know, I want to be clear, like I, I like Ben Shapiro. He's a really smart guy. His show is really interesting. He is way smarter and more knowledgeable than I am. I mean, in a debate, he would just simply rip me alive. That's another reason that I probably shouldn't be talking. <laughs> you want to debate Ben Shapiro? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You want easy pickings, Ben? Come on the show. I know. Dude. Really? <laughs> um, you know, so I was just disappointed. I, and as far as Milo is concerned, like I really expect a big comeback from him. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, in any case, uh, I hope that's a satisfying answer. Uh, I, I don't know that we really got to his we question. We didn't even but... answer that quite, whatever. Well, I, it's, <laughs> it's sort of a different, I, I mean, is he conservative or full neocon? I would need to know what this person considers to be like the chief um, distinguishing factor between those things. Usually like foreign policy is is a big division uh, in terms of interventionism and kind of yeah. the U.S.'s role in the world. And is this I know a, that... like a poorly veiled question about Israel? Is that what's happening here? I think you're, I think you're paranoid about that. <laughs> I don't think that's where he's going. Uh, but maybe, and if, if we didn't answer it, uh, to Ali Giri's satisfaction, uh, we can, uh, we can take this a second time. In any case, always running a little bit long, so we better get out of here. Oh yeah, we are. Uh, but, uh, thank you guys for calling in. And if you, uh, Oh, uh, I got to thank, uh, the super chat oh, people. Yes, please do. We have Yoda economics. I think he gave us like 15 bucks. Thank you very oh, much. Cow. Uh, and if they have them, Brav are there questions associated baby. with the super chats? Uh, I think that they were just little, little comments to us. Okay. I didn't see anything that was like a question that was. Okay. Yeah. If asked. there's anything that is looking for a specific answer. Oh. Otherwise, make sure people get their their mentions for sure. And that's everybody. Boom, oh, baby. that was everybody. All right. Yep. Great. Um, okay. Well, we will be back on Sunday as usual. I think we'll. I just go just the two of us and sort out all this stuff again. So I don't know, daddy, daddy of five. Um, we got to talk about, um, I don't I haven't put together the list. So normally I have a little thing to tease about Sunday's show. And I guess I forgot to this week again, just like I didn't do a call in show last week, but Hey, we do the best we can. And we appreciate everybody. Um, thank you guys for supporting the call in show, calling us with your thoughts and, um, look forward to next week. And um, I don't know, at this point, I'm just saying stuff to fill the time until the little music comes in and gets us out of here. Save Have us. a good night. <laughs>